another episode of Taboo Tuesday. Today, we're going to talk about social image. I think this is a very interesting topic. Nah, sebelum gue mulai, mungkin gue definisikan dulu ya social image itu apa. So, social image is a set of standards that someone is willing to give into and adopt as their own. And most likely, it is how we are perceived by others in a society. And normally, normally ya, yeah, people try to build more acceptance for themselves by caring about what others think about them. Nah, gue pengen introduce my Taboo Tuesday ladies and today really talk about social image. Nah, kalian pernah gak sih denger this term namanya face-saving culture? Uh, apa tadi kalau bahasa Indonesia social image itu jaim ya sebenarnya jaga image jaim ya 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 so true <laughs> kayak jalannya panjang banget tapi bahasa Indonesia cuma jaim <laughs> <laughs> kalian pernah nggak sih jaim ya yeah, I think it depends on the situations nggak sih kayak misalnya kalau kita in a professional setting in a business setting kita mesti ada jaimnya juga lah ya maksudnya when people tell you be yourself actually Be the best version of yourself, bukannya kayak gimana ya, apa adanya unfiltered gitu. What do you think, Gita nih yang suka unfiltered nih soalnya? <laughs> Menurut gue bukan even the best version of yourself, lebih kayak the best version of yourself that other people want to see. That's really what it is sebenarnya when we think about the quote-unquote best version of ourselves, itu lebih yeah. ke versi yang orang paling mau lihat. I think benar-benar. Gue setuju sih. Karena menurutku I think it's an interesting point uh, that Gita brought up karena jaim itu demi siapa nih? Demi lo sendiri hmm. atau demi orang lain? Nah, jadi gue pengen tanya nih Tal. Hmm. Pernah enggak sih jaim? Oh ya, yeah, of course. Soalnya aku kan gede di luar negeri ya, gede di New Zealand. Jadi sebenarnya di sana itu I can say it's so much less about status, power, money, success di sana itu kayak lebih lebih equal. Mm. Right. When I came back here um, tahun 2013, tahun 2013, 14 gitu emang sempat kaget banget. Mm. The one thing that struck me the most actually itu I'm speaking in general ya. Yeah. I know not all Indo girls are like this. Um, mm. tapi kadang-kadang mereka takut untuk punya an opinion. Gitu. Mm. Like everyone so agreeable, kayak agreeing, sweet and then like expanding on what others say tapi they're afraid to be abrasive itu yang the first thing that i noticed mm. tiap kali ke mall juga i saw that there's a certain uniform or a certain standard of dress juga yang di new zealand tuh kayak nyeker aja it's like fine <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a learning thing for me jadi interesting story like what talita said nih pas pertama kali gue balik karena gue besarnya kan di singapura terus lama di luar lah Pas balik, uh, bokap gue itu bilang, kalau ke mall tuh nggak boleh pakai sandal jepit dan celana pendek. You have to look proper karena you never know who you're gonna meet. Oh, wow. Pernah nggak? Atau di, dikasih tahu sama temen, like, hey, I think you should dress like a bit nicer because you don't seem to be wearing like something that is not appropriate. I tried wearing heels to a mall before. <laughs> Tapi nggak kuat so. <laughs> iya biasanya kan kalau kayak apa you'll you'll never know who you're gonna meet. Misalnya ini konteksnya kalau misalnya masih cari pasangan. Imagine lu misalnya lu mau ketemu pasangan tapi misalnya lagi nggak presentable. 
gue nggak bilang ya nggak presentable maksudnya lagi lancai hmm. maybe bisa menurunkan chance-nya sedikit lancai itu apa Drea lancai itu apa sih not presentable hmm. atau kalau misalnya kita lagi lagi lancai gitu apa in a public setting kita lagi ngasal banget nggak ada apa ya nggak ada mannernya misalnya tapi kalau kita lagi mau who knows kita tiba-tiba ketemu potential employer atau potential client jadi menurut gue di situasi-situasi tertentu jaim hmm. itu tetap diperluin sih hmm. I think tergantung jaim purpose-nya itu buat apa yeah. uh, karena yang harus kita ingat as much as kita mau bilang terserah lo TBH ya Uh, kita itu nggak ada satupun manusia di dunia ini yang 100% rasional. This has been backed by science and tons of research. So don't even try to act. Lebih kita itu melihat segala hal. Bukan hanya melihat, mendengar juga. Dan pokoknya memproses segala hal dengan lensa kita sendiri. So just understand that gitu. Um, so anytime you do anything, anytime you, do, uh, you say anything, ingat aja bahwa selalu pertanyakan orang di depan melihatnya seperti apa, orang di depan mendengarnya seperti apa. And that's all. And we do it to other people too. Hmm. Jadi bukannya kita harus bilang, tuh kan orang lain care too much. I'm like, no, you care too. <laughs> nah, cuman itu mau sampai seberapa banyak mengkontrol diri kita. That's hmm. all. Karena banyak orang yang bilang bahwa uh, enggak, um, I'm not allowed to do it atau uh, if I do uh, this then um, if I if I do or say something yang violate society standard physically can't do that. The problem is unfortunately everything has consequences. Jadi yes, technically kita punya power to do and say whatever we want to an extent. Tetapi semua hal ada consequences. Nah. Pertanyaannya, are you ready for the consequences or not? Gitu. If you're ready for the consequences, ya silahkan. Kalau nggak ready for the consequences, itu beda. Hmm. Nah, gue itu punya nih, um, just out of curiosity, right? Like, because we live in Asia, in which there is a mm-hmm. big cultural phenomenon of face saving. Jadi, saving my face nih, ya kan? Nah, apa yang bikin kayak, face saving is, is very straightforward, right? And it's very common, but think of it as like, Face saving kan itu berarti ada dong uh, buang kayak some sort of like humiliation or some sort of like loss of reputation. Nah, in Asia especially, kalian pernah ngalamin gak sih social image itu it's very tied to like your social circle. Maupun itu your family atau teman atau like your professional environment. Because I would say that my perception of like what I see face saving culture is mostly for my parents who are who live and breathe the whole mm-hmm. jangan bikin papa atau mama malu gitu iya iya hmm. banget kalian setuju atau enggak itu it happens banget sih Cass kayak misalnya jangan uh, apa kata tetangga atau misalnya kalau let's say kalau kayak gue I grew up in church gitu mm-hmm. misalnya apa kata Orang-orang gereja kalau anak papa kayak begini dari keluarga pendeta gitu. Hmm. <laughs> kalau dari keluarga sih banyak banget sih ya, sebenarnya ya. Nah, gue curious ya. Kan tal lo tuh besarnya hmm. like you grew up in New Zealand, right? But you have very Asian Indonesian um, family. Are your parents like that? Um, kind of, and that's why. Like for me, it's more to do with how I 
do well in school gitu. Hmm. Jadi diharuskan um, dapat award atau ranking biar membanggakan nama keluarga gitu. That's the kind of thing. Um, to do with image atau like to show how well off we are atau gimana? Not really. Hmm. Until I like return to Indonesia and I saw there's a certain societal standard to do with like status atau wealth hmm. and all of these things. Tapi Aku di New Zealand tuh malah dulu malu kalau misalnya I drove my mom's Mercedes gitu. Mm. Malu soalnya kayak dibilang temen, oh, rich Asian gitu atau gimana. Like, right. Malah, like, which is weird. Kalau New Zealand, I really try to not stick out. It's like a tall poppy syndrome thing. Jadi kayak mm. not stick out. Whereas di Indo, there's like a certain standards where you have to be. Jadi buat aku menarik aja sih untuk ngeliat. Interesting, what Talita brought up was living in two different countries, but having a different kind of social image. Dua-duanya mm. social image, tapi dua-duanya social pressure. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, it's very interesting to see to see how social image actually plays out in different contexts. Nah, kalau kita gimana? Like, was, was, what was it like, like growing up? Like, were there a certain kind of expectations? What kind of social image did you have to embody? So I think persepsi gue sedikit beda. Jadi gue kan uh, autis. Uh, nah, uh, autistic people itu mempunyai sisi pandang yang berbeda. Bukan berarti kita kurang, bukan berarti kita inferior. Tetapi memang sisi pandang kita berbeda yang unfortunately banyak membuat orang yang bukan autistik menganggap diri kita itu inferior. Just because we're different, really. Nah, salah satu perbedaan kita adalah yang namanya di bidang sosial, which is di mana kita itu memang susah mengerti, not all of us, of course, uh, tetapi uh, ada spektrumnya sendiri, di mana uh, many of us have uh, difficulty in terms of literally fitting in dan untuk socially uh, integrating. Karena aku sendiri, growing up, aku kurang... Uh, merasa um, pressure untuk social acceptance karena memang I am just wired differently. My brain hmm. itu emang ngebuat gue nggak sebegitu merasa pressure untuk ngikutin orang lain. Misalnya even dari kecil hmm. aja aku hmm. uh, lama banget nggak bisa ngomong, for example. Dan uh, aku sih oke-oke aja. Hmm. Yang lain, of course, uh, banyak guru hmm. yang marah-marah, begitu manggil aku bego. Tetapi, personally, memang it took me a long time. Dan itu kan semua tergantung persepsi, kan? Maksudnya bisa aja you lihat seseorang yang nggak ngomong sebagai seseorang yang bodoh, atau you lihat seseorang yang nggak ngomong sebagai orang yang nggak ngomong, tetapi bukan berarti orang itu kurang. Perception, right? Hmm. So... Hmm. My perception hmm. at the time was aku itu orang yang nggak ngomong bukan berarti aku bodoh gitu. Orang lain yang menetapkan bahwa si kita nggak hmm. bisa ngomong bertahun-tahun artinya dia bodoh, right? That's a perception situation. Makanya sejak kecil hmm. aku kurang bisa uh, adjust dengan social uh, perception of things. Aku mengerti itu penting. Uh, aku mengerti bahwa ada uh, purpose-nya, apalagi from an evolutionary perspective, ada purpose uh, kenapa kita itu misalnya mau fit in, kenapa kita mau stay as a community, kenapa kita mau punya shared mission, shared vision, shared purpose, itu aku ngerti. Logically aku ngerti. Tetapi emotionally, aku memang dari dulu sampai sekarang, susah untuk relate dengan begitu banyak standar-standar masyarakat yang katanya aku harus ikutin. That's it. 
That's all. Mm, mm. Wow, so interesting. Nah, itu kan yeah. pengalaman kita masing-masing while like growing up, right? Nah, mm-hmm. like let's bring it a little bit more like compact. Yaitu di Indonesia nih. Kan kita yeah. udah like I think stayed in Indonesia for a while now. Gue pengen tahu nih social image atau um, tipe-tipe kayak examples of different kind of social image that you have come across, especially in Indonesia, yang bikin lo kaget apa aja? Iya, yeah, jadi kalau kayak di social media pada khususnya, itu yang banyak gue denger dari follower gue adalah termasuk keeping up with the Joneses juga sih, sebenarnya kayak nggak mau kalah gitu. Jadi waktu itu terakhir ada yang ngomongin tentang misalnya as simple as punya hmm. handphone apa. You're judged by the phone that you choose to use. Dan kalau lu pakai Android, lu tuh kayaknya miskin. Ini kalau di Indonesia, for some reason kayak begitu. Jadi di Indo ini gue denger banyak banget follower gue yang mereka bela-belain every single year. Mereka akan cicil bela-belain untuk beli the newest iPhone. Cuma bias, uh, cuma untuk dipandang kaya dan supaya untuk wow. bisa fit in. Dan waktu itu sebenarnya di tahun 2018, gue tuh pernah bikin uh, real talk. Dan itu ngomongin tentang the reality behind, uh, apa namanya... Hashtag for the gram. Dan itu banyak banget cerita-cerita gila banget dari follower gue. Dan ini tuh bukan cuma materi doang loh. Jadi, apa ya, ada yang khusus banget juga bela-belain kayak gaji lu padahal cuma berapa. Tapi lu bela-belain every day, every other day. Lu tuh nge-wine di restoran mahal supaya bisa lu post di Instastory. Supaya lu kelihatannya kayaknya... keren, terus of a high society, gitu. Terus bahkan ada cerita follower gue yang dia ke Singapura, jadi, eh, bukan dia, uh, dia pernah lihat temennya ke Singapura, uh, dari Indonesia udah bawa ya, udah bawa kantong-kantong Zara, kantong-kantong belanjaan, itu kosong, tapi dibawa ke Singapura dan foto di depan Ayon. No! Yeah, mm-hmm. Jadi gue kayak, wow! Oh my gosh! Gak cuma sampai situ, by the way. Ada juga orang-orang yang ternyata mereka tuh bisa minta video-video liburan temen-temennya, tapi nanti di-post as if mereka yang habis liburan. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Dan ini kan soal liburan, soal apa namanya, soal belanja, soal apa ya, image uh, kayaknya lu kaya. Tapi banyak juga sebenarnya di Instagram itu pada khususnya, itu banyak yang jaim soal hubungannya sendiri. their marriage, their relationship jadinya. Jadi banyak banget yang kejadian adalah mereka curhat ke gue. Mereka diselingkuhin, mereka di-abuse physic- uh, physically and verbally. Tapi gitu gue cek uh, profilnya, itu semuanya itu bener-bener yang foto-foto couple photos atau family photos. Terus kayak, I'm so grateful for my husband. Yeah, Sayang wow. banget sama greatest dad on earth gitu. Oh my gosh. Kayaknya lebay banget, and it really happens a lot sih, Cass, apalagi di era uh, media sosial kayak gini. Kalau you guys gimana? Pernah lihat kayak gitu nggak? Oke. Okay. Gita? Still processing? <laughs> Oke, okay, gue ada. Nah, uh, jadi gue tuh bisa bilang ya, kayak I think it's a... Karena dulu gue tuh jaim banget, gue jaga image banget, karena gue tuh felt like Uh, I have this image that I need to upkeep. Um, bukan berarti kayak contohnya nih kayak gue tuh nggak gue tuh dulu suka banget belanja. 
belanja jujur I don't even know if I really like the product or like this the expensive item or I just wanted to like show it off right and I think it came from a place of like gue itu self-esteem gue itu very very low ya yeah. jadi I've always felt like I needed to have this presentable social image right so that people would not look down on me and people could like because it's so easy to to apa mengubah persepsi lo itu di depan orang lain lewat sokmed itu gampang banget like as Andrea said right like oh yeah uh, you can craft this whole image of you being like rich wealthy happy successful by just posting a certain thing a certain template the sauce map gitu mm. and at the end of the day it was a very empty life right then gue itu ngerasa gue itu dulu in competition with a lot of people around me karena gue tahu hidup mereka itu enggak se pretty as what it looks right on social media but i was leaving that irony too which is like so funny right tapi there are so many people who does that gue bahkan the craziest story i know of is there's this girl there's this girl that i know uh she's not a, a very close friend so she's an acquaintance dia itu tipe yang akan pacaran sama cowok only if cowoknya itu tajir oh kirain instagram worthy right not even instagram worthy kalau cowoknya itu bisa ngebiayain hal-hal yang contohnya beliin dia tas, beliin dia mobil, wow. beliin kayak trips, lavish trips. So it's crazy, right? And they're actually not afraid to admit that. Dan gue selalu per- mempertanyakan kenapa ya kok orang tuh kayak kayak bisa ya kayak gitu. Sebenarnya maybe because she really wanted to improve her social class. Right? Maybe she really wanted to join the high society because she truly believed that that is her ticket out of whatever class that she was in or whatever society that she was in. Jadi, nggak ada salahnya sih sebenarnya. Kalau lo nanya gue ya, salah nggak sih? Kayak maybe it turns us off, but salah atau nggak? Ya nggak, ya terserah orang gitu. Because it's all about priorities. <laughs> it's all about priorities, right? Menurut gue tuh lebih ke, yeah, if there is the other party who wants it, right? If there's a supply, there's demand, there's supply. Yep, correct. It's an it, it's an economic theory, right? <laughs> demand supply. <laughs> Jadi menurutku sih, ya, yeah, yeah, I mean, if the other person is okay with it, like, why should we even care so much about it? Tapi gue ngerasain adalah the dangers of actually having social media because if you don't educate yourself that everything on there is like fabricated it's just a story you want to present to the world right kayak a lot of people a lot of people get engulfed in it that's true it really get eaten alive mm. by whatever story sampai kayak orang itu pernah gue diceritain like I look at this person she's so productive every single day she works out in the morning she makes breakfast for her husband and her kids I was like she's a very different person from you she probably doesn't work and all she does is just focus on her herself and her husband and her kids 
So it's very hard to like judge your own life according to other people's, especially if it's on a social media feed. But it, it does affect all of us. Nah, gue mau balik lagi nih ke Gita. The craziest type of social image that you have come across in Indonesia. Oh, nanti kita ke Talita. <laughs> bukan bukan as in yang gue sih terus terang jarang merasa mau fit in dan melakukan hal yang gue nggak mau just to fit in TBH karena uh, males aja um, <laughs> I'm getting older so I'm getting older yep all the time have you ever observed a hundred percent so here's the deal tetapi aku di dunia startup dan dunia startup adalah salah satu dunia penuh pencitraan that I've ever seen in my entire life. Jadi aku sudah di startup sudah 11 tahun dan aku juga kadang-kadang angel investing. Nah, yang angel investing terus terang menurut aku malah memberikan aku sisi dari startup yang sangat lucu. Kenapa? Karena hanya di dunia startup, orang itu celebrate diri dapat funding. If you think about what funding is, funding itu bukan uang gratis, itu bukan lu dikasih income, itu duit perusahaan dipakai biar perusahaan bisa growing. Jadi lucu nggak? Pikir aja dulu deh, bentar. Dan ini dari gue sendiri ya, it's technically, yeah, it's kind of like celebrating a mortgage. It's a loan kan, technically like you have to pay it back. No, I mean, yeah. maksudnya it's good and it's the game we all play. It's good yeah, totally. that you got funding to grow your business, tetapi that is not the goal of your business. Masalahnya, kita sekarang yeah. itu celebrating orang dapat loan untuk growing the business, which if you think about it, is really weird, right? Nah, ini adalah hmm. dunia startup di mana begitu banyak orang ngomongin hal-hal metrics yang sebenarnya nggak make sense untuk diselebrate. Salah satunya adalah misalnya uh, gue barusan dapat funding banyak dan dalam pikiran gue oke okay, artinya lu pay offnya harus banyak. <laughs> Terus uh, atau gue uh, uh, baru masuk list ini which is good for you juga. Cuman gue sering melihat orang stres nggak masuk this list, this 30 under 30 list, 40 under 40 list, or whatever list there is. Dan ujung-ujungnya, tahu nggak sih betapa banyak orang itu nggak masuk sebuah list, tetapi ujung-ujungnya sukses juga. Malah kita itu jadi lupa bahwa goal dari sebuah bisnis itu adalah untuk membuat sebuah impact yang lama, yang tahan lama, yang bisa everlasting, tapi kita mikirnya enggak, gue tahun depan gue pengen kayak growing 300% atau gue pengen nanti IPO 3 tahun, which is fine it's okay tetapi orang sekarang mungkin karena sosmed juga ya ngelihat segala hal itu maunya cepat instan, as if cepat equals better, as if cepat equals good, padahal apapun yang cepat juga bisa cepat hilang gitu, misalnya hmm. gini gue umur 27 tahun savingsnya udah banyak banget tapi hilang kenapa karena gue pakai untuk uh, masters untuk business school tuh kan abis gitu aja but what I'm saying is these kind of things happen all the time yeah, yeah. jadi jangan terlalu cepet kayak bangga kalau mendapatkan sesuatu karena bangga boleh tetapi nggak usah jadi sampai Uh, memikir bahwa itu mendefinisikan diri kamu dan itu artinya uh, decides worth kamu itu apa hmm. sebagai manusia. Kenapa? Karena it's a long game. 
ujung-ujungnya 30 tahun dari, dari sekarang apakah itu penting apa enggak atau 30 tahun dari sekarang was that the highlight um, makanya itu juga kenapa sampai sekarang gue kalau ada kegagalan atau gue ada down-downnya gue juga I, I should be okay um, satu karena gue tahu bahwa it's a longer game dan to be honest gue juga banyak privileges gue banyak um, punya additional safety net uh, karena I have a longer work experience udah gitu my privilege of studying abroad so I actually have so many privileges that I have to be thankful for sehingga that also affords me the ability untuk bisa melihat a longer perspective gitu nah tetapi kalau buat orang lain aku selalu bilang juga in the end you have whatever privilege you have right now maksudnya kita tanpa sadar kita sering nggak sadar bahwa tangan dan kaki itu privileges. Literally, there are people with no like basic uh, functions, Limb. dan yeah. mereka itu yeah. they are just not as privileged as you. So always be very wary of yeah. all the privileges you have. Be thankful for it. Use that to the extent that you can. Tetapi once you get anywhere, nggak usah dipakai untuk kayak si diri gue hebat ya, gue keren. Nggak perlu. It doesn't matter. Karena in like a hundred years, people might forget you. There's a great chance civilization will probably forget you. And that's not also why you're here on earth anyway. Right? Like, you're not here on earth biar semua orang kayak, yeah. oh my gosh, aku, yeah. aku ngefans banget sama dia. It should be for something much greater than yourself. Gue curious nih, like, before we move into like the part where we we encourage other people to to really stop caring, right? Tal, mm. the types of social image yang bikin lo shock. <laughs> well, what Gita just mentioned before about the startup life, like I lived through every <laughs> single yes. one of those. <laughs> Pengen terlihat sukses padahal baru mulai. Like, why the hell did I open in Plaza Indonesia? Why, did I, why the hell did I open in Grand Indonesia? Because mall outlet is like way more visible, way more cool. Then, and like that's just the most prestigious thing I could think of. So there's a lot of different business decisions that I made when I was starting out. Itu karena aku insecure dan ingin terlihat um, capable. Even though bentuk sebuah padahal sebenarnya gak ada experience sama sekali. Kayak dalam perusahaan tuh berantakan banget. Tapi all I care about is putting an image of success. Hmm. Even when I was in a 30 under 30 Forbes. And it's actually because like let me just demystify that list for everyone listening. Itu you have to know someone within the Forbes magazine. And that's what I did. Yep. Mm. I, I wanted to be in that list banget. Sampai one day, I met the editor of Forbes in an art gallery, in an art exhibition. And I was like, hey, did you know that I've always wanted to be on the list? And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were under 30. And I was like, yeah, I am. He's like, okay. And then like, yo, then like that's literally what happened. It's There's no other <laughs> explanation that yep. you, know, you can give to that. And... Maksudnya bukan artinya kalau I'm not a, you know I'm I wasn't a good business person atau I didn't try atau anything tapi what I'm saying is a lot of other people who may be better than me a lot of other people who may like achieve more or all to do all these different things and we have higher revenue who was profitable I was not profitable at that time mm. yeah but again I knew how to show myself as a successful person pencitraan I know how to get into magazines I know how to put on a good social image to show that I am successful at a young age. And that was my whole focus, starting my business. Yeah. And what happened was, when I got the Forbes 30 under 30, I was 
freaking happy for like one day. Oh ya udah buat apa gitu loh. Like cool, you know. And then mau buat apa? And then like when I close down PI and GI stores, itu kayak crush-nya not even just like oh that was my whole entire identity was crushed like everything that defined me was taken away from me like all my my um illusion of success that i built for myself is gone that like literally that was going through my mind like i felt like i was the biggest failure that be again thanks universe because i learned that lesson early on sekarang misalnya and again like like what Gita and what you guys all said we are social people like gak bisa 100% kayak you mm. know screw all you guys i'm not going to listen yeah. to you or whatever be, correct like now i can be more aware and go why did i choose this decision what am i doing this for what is the intention what message am i trying to give like what is the story that i'm telling myself mm-hmm. just to be more aware of that so alia kalau teman-teman di rumah ada yang mau kayak bikin some business know that like a lot of people are going to ask you eh udah berapa outlet sekarang that's like the most number one thing that they ask you and that used to define me as well kayak sampai sekarang pun masih gitu kadang-kadang aku minder juga like wow i only have like two dining outlets and like six little outlets like there are other people who's got like a hundred or whatever kayak tapi akhirnya kayak hey man like it's completely different i don't care about making quantity I want to ensure that I want to build a brand that lasts. And once I switch that, mm. there's just more settling and more peace in like walking my own path. But I went through all that. <laughs> By the way, Alita, yang personal. Um, By the huh? way, can I just um, yeah, yeah, comment yeah, yeah. on Alita really quickly? Because I remember that moment when she closed down. I just want to say bahwa semua hal itu persepsi. Persepsi hmm. maksudnya gini, waktu gue denger bahwa ditutup, do you know what went through my head? Oh, kayaknya listnya udah abis, literally. And that's it. That's about as much effort I gave to the entire thing. Dan sering kita itu menganggap bahwa persepsi orang tentang kita itu jauh lebih wow, gede dari yang kita pikirkan. Jadi kita pikir, oh my gosh, dia pasti mikir gue begini, begini, begini. Padahal kemungkinan besar itu orang literally just don't care karena mereka punya isu-isu mereka sendiri. Terus pikirnya cuma seperti ini. Oh, yeah. uh, Talita, uh, gue inget banget tutup karena gue pergi ke PI karena gue pengen beli roti. Terus udah gitu tutup dan gue pikirnya, oh ya udah, uh, kayaknya listnya udah habis. And then I moved on, and that's it. That was all I thought about the entire thing. Enggak yeah. uh, ada pernah terbersit bahwa dia gagal. Enggak terbersit apapun. Um, gue cuma It's nyari all in my roti. Head. Yep, gue cuma nyari roti di tempat lain, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, <man>. so, yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, jadi kayak I think this whole social image thing ini benar-benar kayak it's amplified ya. Kayak di zaman dulu tuh kan belum ada kayak sosmed, social media yang serempen sekarang yang kita setiap hari ngelihat gitu. Nah, um, it's it's how did you all eventually learn to like unsubscribe for the from this whole notion of like The universe revolves around me. Mungkin Drea dulu kali ya. 
Kalau Andrea mungkin dirimu uh, pernah nggak sih ngalamin kayak a certain kind of a change from the social image that you used to like subscribe to? Hmm. Jadi actually gue pernah ngobrolnya sama Gita juga sih about this. Remember waktu itu tuh ada yang sempat viral 250 juta kan? Uh, and then waktu itu I didn't know bahwa itu tuh benar-benar Iwan viral for like a week. And then orang-orang tuh kayak ngata-ngatain gue gitu loh, kayak misalnya nggak mungkin lah dia penghasilannya segini sebulan orang dia nggak ada tas bermerek sama sekali, tinggalnya aja masih nyewa di apartemen ini. And then gue jadi gue ngobrol sama Gita, iya gue mikir, wow. gue mikir gitu loh. Um, gue bilang ke Gita kayak I I never used to care about owning luxury brands misalnya, because buat gue pribadi nggak buat gue tuh kayak belum perlu gitu. Even though I have the money, buat gue belum perlu. Terus gue nggak bilang hmm. ke Gita, hmm. gue nggak pernah ngerasa gue tinggal nyewa tuh kayaknya sesuatu yang memalukan ya. Terus orang-orang bilang apartemen gue nggak proper. Gue sampai sedih sih jujur waktu itu. Gue bilang ke Gita, Gita been to my apartment gitu. Gue kayak nggak proper dari mananya ya. Gue kayak baru tahu, emang gue tinggalnya di rusun mana kali gitu. I mean ini ini this is halal money. I pay with my own money gitu loh. Gue nggak bergantung ke sugar daddy or something gitu sampai akhirnya I think kita help me apa ya help me think juga ingetin lagi bahwa just focus on your goals yang mana adalah kalau buat gue uh, new ventures and then apa beli apartment gitu jadi fokus ke situ daripada gue dengerin apa ya bukan dengerin sih um, succumb to to netizen gitu ne- netizens yang mana apa daripada gue beli sesuatu yang mana akhirnya waktu itu by the way gue kena ya gue akhirnya beli my first Dior bag <laughs> actually it's a Gucci bag or whatever lah gue juga lupa deh but anyway that was my first branded bag ever that I bought in my 32 wow how did it feel it felt biasa aja jujur ya it felt biasa aja oh, because Because gue beli cuma buat buat netizen aja, and then you know what? Pas gue pakai netizen juga bacot lagi. Netizen kayak ah dia cuma punya satu, nggak punya nggak punya yang lain tuh kan duitnya cuma segitu. Udahlah, udah intinya kayak semua yang gue lakuin salah. Jadi gue kayak at that point gue udah kayak fuck the shit. I'm gonna listen to you all. Omongan lu apa yang lu katain ke gue itu nggak nambah dan nggak ngurangin saldo rekening gue. So not gonna pay attention to you all anymore. That's it. Hmm. And then yang kedua sebenarnya ada juga. Yang kedua itu kalau gue personally karena that was apa ya uh, waktu gue baru mulai di social media, my image itu adalah image consultant dan dating coach. Because itu yang itu adalah title yang gue dikasih dari Uh, perusahaan sebelumnya yang mana adalah matchmaking agency gitu. Tapi waktu itu title-nya masih gue pakai dan honestly itu malah ngeberatin gue sendiri sih. When I had problems in my relationship at the time, gue apa? I decided to break up with my partner dan itu semua orang akhirnya ngatain gue kayak uh, How could you be a dating coach kalau lo nggak bisa Uh, maintain your own relationship gitu. Jadi ya udah 
Um, again, di sini gue beneran thank you banget sih Gita <laughs> for keeping me on track sih sebenarnya kalau soal kayak gini-ginian. <laughs> Good, maybe any. Yeah. How did you unsubscribe from the all of this like? Crazy stuff. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, uh, um, as an autistic person, I never subscribed to the whole situation in the first place because I realized oh, no, societal standards, um, if I let it get to me so much, it can literally uh, suppress me and make me depressed and is really bad for my mental health. Then... Gue terus terang, uh, almost always will put my mental health first. I am that selfish. That's just who I am. Uh, and for me, kalau misalnya mental health gue aja nggak diteker, gimana bisa gue bantuin mental health orang lain? Gak mungkin bisa. Jadi sebenarnya gue itu udah nggak mau subscribe sih sejak kecil. Uh, karena gue lihat misalnya something as simple zaman dulu, gue nggak uh, ngomong selama 6 tahun. Dan itu semua orang panik, manggil gue bodoh, gue dibilang mentally retarded, dan segala hal. Kenapa? Sebenarnya apa sih yang ngeganggu orang bahwa gue nggak ngomong? If you think about it, right? Nothing, right? Did I mess up their lives? Did I make my teacher depressed? I didn't do anything to anyone. My silence, uh, tetapi karena nggak ngikutin standar masyarakat, dianggap sebagai sesuatu yang mengganggu. Padahal realitanya, the world is so noisy, why do you even need more people to talk? So, yeah, that is why I uh, thought since then, since I was a kid, waktu gue bener-bener di-push dan sampai dimasukin ke segala macam uh, behavior therapy untuk ngomong, bahwa uh, maybe it's not me, maybe it's Uh, people who have the issue and that was when I learned sebenarnya kalau orang mau mereka itu selalu bisa nyari isu untuk setiap hal jadi buat apa gue capek-capek uh, mencoba nge-fit in kalau misalnya kalau orang mau gue uh, mau kri- mengkritik gue pasti akan nyari sesuatu mau apapun uh, kurang cantik kurang kurus terlalu kurus, terlalu atletik, kurang atletik. Sebenarnya, technically, there's something anyone can always say. Nah, sejak saat itu, gue bodoh amat orangnya. Why? Apalagi gue makin bodoh amat kalau misalnya komen orang itu uh, does not pay my bills. That's really when I start wondering why I should care. It's awesome. Kalau nggak salah si Andrea waktu itu pernah bilang dari uh, posnya siapa bahwa uh, if what you say does not help pay my bills and give me an orgasm, why should I care? It's the three Fs, yeah. right? If you don't finance me, fuck me, mm. or feed me, then <laughs> bye. Agree, agree. Nah, Tal, what about you? Yeah, for me, it's realizing that, you know, the system that we're in, like, Oh, again, we have to go back to patriarchy. Like everything is literally for you know, it's like your own personal kind of image or merit, and to be seen as being a certain way. It's all to feed our ego, and so at the end of the day, like, um, and then also 
you know, going into myself to realize that I wasn't happy, even with these accolades, even with these articles, even with my beautiful stores in the mall, like I literally was not happy and I felt so hollow and sad and depressed. I had that darkest night, I think that what they call it, like a darkest night, like literally I went into depression feeling so hollow and empty um, after I did close my shops. Terus after that baru I realized, okay, like I have to find what makes me happy. Turns out what makes me happy is being able to be truthful to myself, being honest with myself and and have confidence to express and do things the way that I feel is good rather than following other people that I thought was more qualified than me. Like my first stores, sebenarnya, I was not confident enough to actually say, actually, I don't like this style. I don't know if you remember Bo back then. Itu kayak, actually, we took over a project from a large F&B company. It's not my style at all. The one in Gei, kayak this bling bling brass and all this stuff. Like, ugh, I really hated it. Tapi then my partner was like, hey, it's a good opportunity. You should do it. So I didn't trust myself enough to follow my own taste, my own um expression and then after i realized how to do that myself and actually that makes me happy then i started to find success things started to move for me and people was would gravitate and follow my store or like eat at my store and buy our stuff because they feel comfort they feel a certain different feeling they don't feel anywhere else they feel a certain authenticity that they don't feel anywhere else so I now I focus in myself and how it makes me feel. Usually it makes me choose better decisions for myself and for my business going ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Nah, um balik lagi. If you could turn back time, would you still have gone through everything you've gone through especially with social image? For me? Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't have learned what I learned. You know, I wouldn't be what I am today. Jen, I was so Dior tas. Huh? <laughs> tas Dior. <laughs> would you go back and not buy that bag? Yes, I would. Or... Yes, I would because I think it's such a bad idea to buy branded bags during pandemic. Why? Because you don't go out. <laughs> yeah. You don't use it. Um, you don't wear it. Sorry, 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 tell. <laughs> Tadi, sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off a little bit, but would you would you go back like you said you would still go through what you've went through, mm-hmm. right? Terus, what would you advise like if you give suggestions to like anyone out there who's still struggling with trying to listen to their own self, their own like preferences? Gimana sih cara lo bisa accept diri lo sendiri? I think focusing on actually who we are and expressing ourselves. So, like, we're all different. Like, I really respect Dea when she said, you know, she doesn't feel like she resonated with any of these brands. And the way that she dresses, the way that she presents herself to Kaya, totally her. And that what makes her unique. Then. So, like, asking yourself, like, what am I? And I don't need a watch to define me. So, um, for example, like my husband, when he meets his um, father, kadang-kadang like father, why don't you wear a nice watch or why don't you do all these things? And I was like, literally, I don't wear watches. I don't wear jewelry. And I feel comfy um, being myself. And like that kind of 
self-worth and that kind of self-acknowledgement um, and that peace, like, it exudes and it shows people get it. You know, people like, you. well, you mentioned before, Kath, mm. like, you know that these ladies weren't being truthful. You know that they're not being authentic. Terus akhirnya, do you have a positive image of them? Atau malah kayak, ugh, you know? Like, so then... We have to understand that people are not stupid. <laughs> it's easy to see right through someone who is pretentious, who is trying to become something they're not. Jadi, I think we're getting smarter. Social media is getting smarter. And people that don't get smarter, the one that still judge you, who cares? <laughs> Agree. What the, no space for that, right, in our brain. That's it for today. See you on the next episode of Taboo Tuesday. Bye! Bye, everyone! See you!